0: Yes, yes, yes. What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nicky. Saludo. Hello.
1: How you doing? Goo,
0: goo. goo what man. the hell? You call don't call boo?
1: It's a goo, man. I was about to say, don't call
0: me boo. I don't, no, you're my boo always, That's, bro. Don't, be my, don't call me boo. You're my boo. This is weird. My boo, Nick. Don't be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been a very relaxing weekend. I can see that. Just
1: chilling. You have like this demeanor, like you just woke up.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, it, that's that's a great <laughs> feeling. You guys. have that. Hey guys. Like, hey guys. Hey guys. Been relaxing this weekend, pretty much ch- chilling, catching up on some news, some movies, some TV shows. Really? Yeah. Well, let's. What I want to tell everybody now that I'm excited about. Nick finally caught up to What If, Marvel's What If show. He's he's <laughs> he's very notorious for either not starting a show. Or not finishing one completely.
1: I wait till it becomes uh, non-trending before I start watching stuff.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Stranger Things. Yep. Once, pe-
1: once people go like that old show, then I watch it. Yeah. Then he'll
0: watch it after the fact. Yep. And I don't,
1: I don't. I don't consume trendy things.
0: You suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst person ever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, man. but yeah. So he caught up with that. I'm trying to get him to. Uh, what was the, the movie we were trying to get into? Uh, the TV show, Squid Game. Yeah, you have to get into. That. And you know what's crazy is that one of the shows that I started watching that I'm caught up with was uh, The Good Doctor. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I was. Does it it, speak to me. Huh? Eh?
1: does it speak to me.
0: Uh, do you know what is it about?
1: Yeah, like he's uh, <clears throat> he's somebody who's on the spectrum, but he's like a genius when it comes to medical stuff.
0: Yeah. So he mm-hmm. he is able to retain a lot of information that he studies, and he's a surgeon, but. He's a. It's a remake of a Korean show of the same name. Really. And the same and the same premise. So I was like, and then that got to, to and then it got me to thinking about, uh, like The Office also because yeah. it was a British comedy. Misfits. They did a. It was a British version. They made an American version of it. That's good. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, they think they did. That flopped really bad. I thought they came up, but it had like a different name. But they came up with a Misfits American version. Remember of the Runaways. It. Not Runaways because Runaways was Marvel. It was a Marvel story, but they had one that that I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a different name. But they were saying that it was derived from like Misfits. But I don't. Think.
1: Re- I would have watched it to give it a chance. But no, like the one that didn't make it. You're not thinking Misfits. I think you're thinking Skins.
0: Skins. I know Skins was another one. Skins it was is misfits? a British.
1: It was a long time. Like it was. I think it was like six or seven seasons in Britain in a Britain um, TV show. But the American one lasted like one or two seasons, and I'm like, I knew it wasn't gonna last because they weren't gonna do that. The skin storyline could go pretty far.
0: Yeah, they put they pushed the envelope on them.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, that's what I'm saying they weren't gonna like they because it was just different topics, different things they would do. And actually, that's where I first met uh, the guy. I think his name is Nick something, the one who plays Beast in um, 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 X Men: uh, First Class. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I first met him because he was uh, he was one of the main characters on Skins, on and, the British one.
0: And it, it wasn't the guy from uh, Umbrella Academies in it too. No, no he he's was, on Misfits. He's on Misfits. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then I wanted to. Then I, I was trying to get into a deep dive, but I didn't to what other shows that were made in foreign in foreign countries and they're adapted. Or well, from really- what I
1: understand, The Office wasn't only adapted by American. Uh, other countries adapted the same show base of the American show. Is it based on the American
0: show? Yeah, because the success... Uh, because the British version only had two seasons. Mm-hmm. The American version had like nine. Yeah. And I think once that popularity that they were... Uh, the, the hype of their popularity came into like the third, fourth season. Mm-hmm. Other other countries started adapting it from the American show. But with, with the realm of what they live in and their region and what, what inside comedy is...
1: That's what, you know, I was I, I saw a video about that where they were talking about what comedy is when it comes to stuff like that. And they were saying how it's regional. Like,
0: yeah.
1: You know, like, I mean, I guess that's, maybe that's why I I find British comedy more, like, more to my liking, but I don't know. But they were saying how there's jokes, if they were to make the same show in everywhere else, like they won't, you can show the American version and they won't laugh because they won't understand it. They won't, they won't understand some of the same issues that they deal with in the American one. So they adapt it so that they can use um, things that are more relevant to th- that country's cultural um, aspects yeah. to to put it to the show. But I don't know. So I mean, I don't know. To so me, I like watching.
0: I know they have. Uni- there's always a, like a universal joke or something that's like slap slaps comedy that it, it could go across. But then the Then even board.
1: then, it's different because, like I said, um, British. Let's say just for example, just saying like for example. Oh, perfect example is. Uh, um. um Some actors we know um, here—they're different when they when they're played and they're playing movies in other countries. Like to this day, I'll never forget um, Jason Statham is not an action star when it comes to let's say British uh, crime dramas like Guy Ritchie movies.
0: Yeah, he's more comedic.
1: Yeah, he's more comedic. Yeah, but that's the thing. But like, I guess it's just every country has their own version of how they tell stories, and that works for that that location. Like uh, here. We can't kill off the, uh, the character everybody likes. Yeah. You notice that? Like, we can't. Like, for some reason, that's like almost unheard of just that we're going to kill off the most likable character. Other countries don't care. They,
0: yeah, I love that. I love the fact that they're like, I don't care if you like them. It's part of the story. They have to go.
1: Yeah, here, like, they literally, like, for a ex- perfect example it is was like
0: the, uh, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, because when they were, they, uh, what was his name? Daryl's character? When mm-hmm. they were. There was like, oh, he might die next season. People were like protesting. They were like, if you kill him off, we're we're not gonna watch the show. Which but that's is what gonna I'm drop the like, Which is gonna drop the show. One,
1: which- I don't even know why that they would even find that, that would allude to that to people. Like, why would you even announce that possibility to people? You know, like, but either way, like,
0: I I, I don't know if it was a it was an announcement, but more of. Fan theories and some of them caught really strong mm-hmm. that got win and and maybe they didn't deny the kids they can't deny or or um accept or approve or say that it is that theory mm-hmm. because then that just tells what's coming up next season and yeah. which is gonna ask more questions but if they just let it go and some of them like they'll trend really hard and 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 if it's a fair, if it's a likable character people. Just will stop I just watching. I think that's what it, it
1: is. I, but also, I think the way we build up our likable characters sometimes is a little different. Like, we build up our likable characters to be that person that starts becoming more essential or we start building the whole show based on that likability of that character. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, even the, the sub-stories, sometimes, like, for example, with The Office, a perfect example because you can, you, can, you can attest to this, Yeah. when they built up The Office based on Michael's hijinks. Yeah. Everything was about what is Michael going to do and how people are going to react to what Michael does. That's what the whole show became kind of known for, became yeah. a premise for. So yeah, when you remove that character, then the show starts losing its its footing, its, its grounding, and then you start looking for characters that might have the same kind of appeal, but it's, it was different. It was almost impossible to find that same thing.
0: Yeah, and that's what they and that's how something like the creators of the office are also the creators of uh, Parks and Recs, mm. and they recognize that that once Michael left. That a lot of the other secondary characters besides Jim, Pam, and Dwight didn't have a footing or have like a base or anything grounded with them. Everything was super much, pretty much superficial. Just little knowledge of what they did. Mm-hmm. So when they did Parks and Recs, everybody had like in the backstory. Everybody, every, everybody, yeah, every, everybody was grounded. Everybody was likable. And so even, so even though the whole show
1: is, uh, even though the main character was um, Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope, you probably could have gotten rid of Leslie Nope at one point. And For a while, show, and the, then
0: she would, and the show would have kept on going, and still have the same humor. Because you because have if,
1: so much other development with so much other characters that everybody still loved. Yeah, look at even Andy, Andy, um, uh, well, Andy's character, his name was Andy, but it's uh, Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, Andy
1: Dwyer. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was gonna last more than the first season, and he ended up becoming one of the most lovable characters.
0: Yeah, he was. He was originally signed to do six episodes, and then he became so likable, he became a regular.
1: And he wasn't even likable in the first. Couple of episodes. Like yeah, he was, he was very, as
0: annoying as hell. Yeah, he
1: was like this this jerk boyfriend guy, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he started developing this kind of characteristic where he was lovable and always good person. And then there you go. But like I said, like they you said, you can't. It's hard to build up the shows when you develop it over certain people because then if you get rid of that person, the show ends. The yeah. show, the the, the people. The dynamics
0: change, and then it just feels off. And it, and I think after Mike Michael left the show, or. Uh, Steve Carell's character left mm. the show. The uh, if you see it back again, a lot of the jokes or episodes are repeat versions of past episodes. And that's another thing that I don't like
1: is that when a show find like loses footing like that, let's say they lose a loser character, and the show wants to develop, they could just go left. They could go completely something completely different. You lost the dynamic of the first person. Go go left. Go a completely different direction because that way can build up new, new a new structure a new story. Yeah. But instead what they do like you said they look they try to rebuild that original character they lost with somebody else and make that character the same way and it doesn't work the same way. Because yeah. you know like Michael again he was technically he was wor- he was like a horrible person, horrible ball. Things. <laughs> if you're but, an
0: HR you would have hated him. No, I'm saying but he w- he <laughs>
1: but he came off as a way he can do these things and still be likable. Yeah. So it was hard to find somebody else who was going to be that person where they were going to be like, we're going to do these horrible things and you're still going to be likable. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's an interesting concept. But I like that's why I like watching shows from other countries. Like right now, I've been obsessed with Korean. I don't know why Like Kareen, Korean Korean uh, TV shows.
0: She, yeah, that's what, that's what I was about to get into. I'm like, I'm starting to search for other ones. There's one called uh Extracurricular. Okay, which it revolves around this shy high school kid that is pretty much a pimp. Mm-hmm. That he has like he has a, he has like an escort service. Okay, and one, and one of them is an underage teenager. Mm-hmm. She's like seven. She's like she's in high school. So he was like her classmate, mm-hmm. and he meets up. He's like very antisocial, mm-hmm. and his teacher met, had him like team up with another student. Which she has her own own issues at home, but that her parents are super successful, so they're pushing her to be this successful CEO, and she she doesn't want to do that. She wants to break away, so she finds a way to find out what he does and his double life, and tries to input like input herself into it, and then like that he's he's doing things he's never done, and and he's like at every point is like they might find out who he is, or he might lose his business. He lost all his money, he had to rebuild clientele. Rebuild His structure Everybody that has Every worked with him Like he has like A security guard That follows the girls And protects them They've never met in person So everything is through text Or like Voice Augmented Conversations
1: So nobody's ever Actually met the pimp
0: Never met him In person She knows who she is Because she stole his phone Uh And everything else From there But yeah Extracurricular You have to watch it Uh, It's on Netflix He
1: became a digital pimp
0: He became a digital pimp Pretty much (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all right. So let's get into some topics. What you got, man? All right. So this is a topic that's been going on for the past two months, and we've brought it up several times in different conversations and different topics that revolved around this. But Disney and Scarlett Johansson has just reached a settlement uh, after her lawsuit. They haven't. They did not disclose what the settlement was, but Disney did announce that they're happy with the terms that came out and. They're looking forward to continuing working with Scarlett Johansson because she's the producer. And in the movie, uh, the upcoming movie, what was it? I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that she's coming up in. Uh, It's a Disney movie. Oh, Tower of Terror film. Why is she in that movie? Why are they making a movie from that? I'm not sure why. But she's I, a producer and she's, <laughs> she's, she's,
1: she's lead. I saw that. I saw something like that, like an article with those combinations of words. I'm like, what? What am I looking at? Yeah. So she's gonna be in the movie, or she's producing. It?
0: She's she's in the movie and she's starring in it. Okay. She's producing and starring. So, but this this is good. This is good news because a lot of people were either seeing that Disney was wrong for. Bre- uh, breach of contract or she was wrong Because she is being greedy For asking more money And risking her Not her livelihood but risking the opportunity To to burn a bridge For any future projects that she might have With Disney especially the one that With Tower of Terror coming up But it looks like everything's got concluded And it's, it's going to work fine
1: But Okay, so I mean, I'm happy that they're gonna like work. Is this funny because I feel like that is part of their loss? Like, that was part of the settlement. Like, okay, how are we gonna come out of this where neither one of us looks like the villain? Yeah. And like ha- having her continue working with them is an interesting way to do it. I don't know. Like, oh, do you think this is gonna be like the only project? Like, like they gave her like a side project, like, well, yeah, give her the Tower of Terror. This is like, you know, this-
0: No, but she had this prior. <laughs> Really? This is a project that she was working on prior to, to the lawsuit. Before I the wonder lawsuit. if it's going to
1: be an actual, legitimate, like, horror movie.
0: It's going to be a Disney horror movie. So, you know, it's going to be I not, wish you, not but, super gory but fun.
1: No, but I, I, would think, I would like to see something where it's like a Disney horror movie but still scary.
0: Disney horror movie but still
1: scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like witches.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Which yeah. is
1: no the original. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was gonna say. I was like. Even Anne though the the, the
1: makeup for the the new one was really good.
0: Yeah. The the yeah the the makeup the the special effects teams on that was really good on it.
1: Oh yeah, she looked terrifying. Yeah.
0: But so then yeah, so this this is great because it. I I guess I don't know if it's gonna set president to president, president president to anything future coming with between. Uh-huh. Distribution companies and and people with star power and having a balance yeah. between both uh, between the star power and streaming and everything else, mm-hmm. but it, it is good and, and and I guess this is gonna set something up for the future. For I any. just wonder
1: what um, okay because lawsuits lawsuits tend to have two things. One, obviously, somebody gets a payout, but then pe- policies change because yeah. one either the the company has to protect itself. Over the next one, so they can't follow the same practice. If they got sued by one, and let's say it's because that was standard practice, but then they have to change policy in order to avoid themselves getting sued yeah. again. So I'm just wondering how that's going to change for.
0: So, so all right, so this is something I read. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was. I, I this is just for personal knowledge. I wanted to read. Got into an article was with uh, Sister Act three with okay. Whoopi Goldberg. They already found a writer and a director. And I was trying to look to see who they are just mm-hmm. for my personal pleasure of finding out because I love the two movies. And it's going straight to Disney+. Plus. It's going straight to streaming. And the reason why was because I think it said that the budget wasn't over $100 million. It's going to straight to streaming. So I don't know if they're going to have a breaking point, a budget breaking point, that if the movie meets X amount of do- millions of dollars to produce, then the option of going to theater is on the table If not if, it, if it's below X amount Then like 100 million I guess that's where the the standard right now is If it's any movie that I guess under 100 million This is on the Disney side because I was reading something There was like a line of that And I was like, it just caught my attention that if it's under 100 million mm. Then it goes straight to streaming
1: Maybe it's based on Promotions for theater So it's like well, like, let's say, let's say the hundred, let's say a hundred, you say a hundred million. Yeah. wow well, uh, it seems like a lot either way, but let's say a hundred million, right? Let's say they're like, okay, well, it costs a hundred million. If we go to a theater, that's going to be an additional $40 million or something like that, right? Some crazy number. Yeah. So is it worth the extra money? Like basically, I guess they think maybe, because that's what, that'd be a 30% budget for budget for, for this promotion.
0: At least 50, let's say they do 50 half because marketing yeah that's what I'm saying so because, let's say
1: that's what I'm saying like let's say they just determined that um that the marketing cannot be exceed let's say like you said 30, let's say 40% of what the movie the movie's budget was originally yeah because then it's not it's ridiculous to do that it's like why are we going to risk 40% of of an additional budget for that movie you know like that's that's their threshold you yeah. know what I'm saying like because if they spent 200,000 then it's worth spending that money to recoup the 200000 yeah. plus more in the theater.
0: So, yes, yeah, so I guess that's the threshold. And I think that's going to be, I don't know if that's going to be a standard for Disney or other TV shows or other uh, publishing companies are streaming that they that have the opportunity to go to theaters. So we'll see what, what goes with that. But, yeah, so I was reading about Sister I just I find
1: it interesting because I'm like thinking to myself, like, can you imagine if now directors be like, well, I don't like theater as a as a distributing thing anymore. I want streaming because I want you know, I'd rather be trending than than people miss. Like basically, I know my movie is going to be great, but I don't think it's going to be great in theaters.
0: Yeah, and also, so they
1: just make sure to keep their budget at a certain level.
0: And also, and, and you also have to take into consideration is the demographics that they're trying to hit. Yeah, I mean, so if it if it if it's a movie that's intended for younger younger kids, like early teens, mm. or tweens or whatever or yeah. young adults that primarily do everything watch everything on streaming they do go to the movies more now or is coming up because of the numbers of like venom 2 i just uh, think like if you, um, but look at the double seven that are, look at the
1: movies that are going up though it's it's movies that uh like again i like i said it before and i still believe it and i still think it's gonna it's gonna show more that movies are becoming movie theaters are becoming more of a of a special occasion thing, right? So, what movies are worth going to theater? Like, I'm not gonna go to the movie, I'm not gonna go to the theater to watch a drama, dramaturgy, or comedy. I'm gonna go, I would go maybe like for an action movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you, you notice know, the trend, I'm guessing it's more action movies and big sci-fi's yeah. versus
0: over-the-top action. Over that's what I'm saying, top. but like,
1: you don't see, you don't really see titles like, you know, the, the the like Bridget Jones's
0: Diary Part Three. Yeah, and you're theaters. not gonna
1: see like you're gonna see like comedies and, and like more dramedies and stuff like that. They're probably not gonna make as much in the theater. Yeah. So that's the thing So it's gonna be it, theaters are gonna start to be more exclusively big action, the bigger, and even small actions probably aren't gonna make that much.
0: Yeah. No, it is. It, it it's definitely gonna take. It's definitely taking picking and choosing what's gonna go to what might hit theater only. Or theater and streaming at the same time, yeah. or streaming only?
1: Like, let me give an example. I just This is my, my take. Okay, So, like, this is considered an action movie, but it's more of a crime drama. But, like, let's say uh, Training Day probably would not meet that criteria and go to theater at, if it was come out today. Right now, it'd probably come out to.
0: Same day theater and and streaming. I don't think it would be streaming only.
1: You don't think so? I, no, think just so.
0: Part, just, I, th- I think it's the star part of Denzel, Washington in it. It's enough of a name mm-hmm. to hold on its own to do theater. It, it, oh, if yes, your yes, if yes, your trailer
1: doesn't have an explosion in it, you're not going to the theater. Uh, <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say no to that. <laughs> I don't want to say no to that, but but yes, um, if if it doesn't have high octane action and explosion, because that's and, what I'm
1: saying like an, it's starting to become more of an experience. Theaters are becoming something where you feel like you have to go through it for an experience but if you're gonna go for I mean not, not, not to say a bad movie I mean it's gonna be a good it's a great movie but like you feel like well I can enjoy that at home so yeah. why why am I gonna go to theater you know go through the trouble going to the theater when I could just wait for it to get to the th- home yeah no and enjoy of it, enjoy a good movie at home versus like oh man that's a lot of action and whatever I definitely want to see it on a big screen and you know like you know that's there's those, there's always been those movies where you're like oh no you have to enjoy that on a big screen yeah, there's some movies. There's just a lot of movies that don't follow that criteria. No, but
0: but we digress and move on. Yes. All right. Next is a. It's an announcement that came in about a week or two ago. I want to say, but it, it just caught. It fell into my radar again, and I just wanted to discuss and see what your thoughts were. So, Peacock, it is releasing a reboot drama, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Called Bel Air, and it's it's getting from the I, there was a mini fan made trailer. Yeah, it was really more dramatic. Very more dramatic. That that was on YouTube that blew up, and it caught wind with Will Smith, mm-hmm. and he loved it, and he got the writer, who the, the writer, he was the writer and director of mm-hmm. that of that fan fan fiction or fan made uh, trailer. To get on board, and now they're producing it with, with um, Peacock, and it's coming straight to streaming, and they released a full cast of it, and it's a lot of people that have have a very short resume, mm-hmm. and they're fresh faces, which I like. Um, I don't know of how I like if they I don't know there was a all right, so there was a theory before I I like the idea that it might be a drama. Uh, but I don't know how far intent they're gonna go. I I don't know if they're gonna be like re- super hyper realistic into um, t- touching on a lot of racial injustices and cues, or or the atmosphere that it is currently going on right now, or they're gonna take it as like sometimes they'll do like a light handed approach onto those topics just to keep it on the surface.
1: But that's the thing. Do you think it's gonna be that's? So do you think it's gonna? Legitimately be the a reboot Of French Bridge by Lair And they try to tackle The episodes that they did Because even then Would those episodes Really kind of still Seem as relevant today
0: Some of them would be Like I think the one When With uh, When Carlton and Will Got stopped by the cops While they were driving mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh the uncle's partner's car. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a real good episode that talked about injustice and. No, I know uh, the gun episode. The gun episode. Yeah, so there there are topics, but they they labeled it as a drama, not a comedy. Well, Will Smith's so I mean every said,
1: every moment's gonna be like so maybe the the like the disparity between, um, upper I, class, uh, well, lower class, yeah, social, like,
0: social economics. Uh, I guess is. And I think they will I think if done correctly, that I think they could the some of the topics will be more serious, i guess in the in the sense of like Carlton's character was very privileged and he lived in a world that he felt entitled to everything, and he 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 like in the show that he was blinded by the fact that just because you're good doesn't mean. That people are going to treat you right based on how you look They're going to okay. treat you the same And then uh, Will's character coming from Philly Understood that people of color are treated differently And and you have to maneuver in a world in a certain way
1: So that's what I'm saying Like I'm just trying to think of it now Is because I'm telling you reboots like this always I mean I love the idea of the re- reimagining Because I'm always down for reimaginings Yeah Um. I'm just hoping Because reimagining movies I think play well reimagined tv shows i mean i don't i mean i'm not begrudging them i'm just trying to think of it through because it's like basically it seems like a wb show it seems like it's going to turn into a wb type show um like a cwb uh, sorry CBW, wb yeah Yeah, you know like uh one of those um
0: drama angsty teen dramas yeah I th- I thought of that and I think Peacock is in a if they do it right, I think they'll be more grounded than the CW shows. Okay. But there was someone and I forgot who I read it. I think it was on Reddit or something that somebody was like, What they should have done on on not more of a Reba but a legacy. So instead of being the Why fresh because
1: he looks a little like his uncle now. Um he's they, like the age of his uncle. Yeah.
0: So instead of being the fresh prince of Pelaire, it'll be the fresh prince of Philly. So that that Will Smith's character is like super success, uh, super successful in, in Bel Air and everything, and he sees that his son is like
1: acting really privileged,
0: acting super privileged. So he sends him to his uncle's house, which is like jazz, and he lives in Philly and understands like the life, how you are. So he he learned that everything that he was not taught, or everything he lived in in Bel Air is not the same as. How other people are treated in the world in different parts and different areas, and tossed into into somewhere that's more an urban area with sh- certain crime rates and people, how people treat each other, is going to be a very. Uh, Jazz
1: barely spoke though. I wonder social
0: who... social like a culture shock. No, no, I get, the, I
1: get that. It would be a cool, interesting. But It's still so. You know what it is. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of started it, but I felt like I have seen CW shows. That fall, I don't know why I'm thinking that, that, that I've seen that show before. What? Where you take somebody who's either privileged and you send them to a, like a rural area or you take somebody who's from a rural area and send them to somewhere that's privileged. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've seen that, sub- that CW uh, show.
0: Yeah, there's several. Yeah. Or Or it's like... The new person in town is coming, is moving into, like, a high place, uh, like, a very privileged area. So, yeah. er, like, the, like, the, what is it? The beauty queen or the the, the lead cheerleaders, like, super privileged, and they fall for them. And that's what gets her grounded and then him understanding where I her world is from. I
1: literally because my niece was, uh, she was into the, I guess they redid Gossip Girl. I don't know. But no, it, it's... Way more seems way more intense than, than the original. I think, this, I think that's HBO Max.
0: I think this one is, and you know what? I think it is. I've seen the trailer, but I think they they're covering. If I'm not mistaken, if I am, please correct us. Uh, I think they talk of more LGBTQ topics possibly on that show than than other topics that they would normally generate around the original show. So,
1: no, but I think that's I think that what's really okay. So my true biases is I think is that I think that the network is where I feel like I don't know if it's gonna be good or not.
0: You think because it goes under Peacock?
1: Yeah, like if you told me it's gonna come on HBO Max, I think it's going uh, then I'll believe it's gonna be. Cause think about HBO Max's shows are really grounded, really. Yeah, there's a few know, really, that are really that serious, really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, so like you told me it was gonna be HBO Max, and I'd be like, oh, that's. And I'm not. I mean, you still got the. You have. To, they have a great group putting it together. You know, obviously, you know the guy who did the, the trailer and all these different things. Um, I just hope that it had like Peacock doesn't doesn't because like, obviously Peacock has its own type of show. Ne- you know, network original, right? yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't I've never really watch them, but I don't. I don't think it carries the same weight as something you see on HBO Max. No, I think I. I
0: think that. I think Peacock is is pretty much CW. It's like lighthearted. like Light, They try to keep it lighthearted and and trying to. Uh, and some, I guess, some of their series shows that try to tackle serious topics, but uh, I guess it's more soft-handed approach. I want to say, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And that's another one I, I've heard of, about. Uh, what was it? The that Wonder Years. They redid the Wonder Years with mm-hmm. uh, same time. But with a family of, of people of me. color. Yeah. And there were and there was people talking about like there's other people, I guess, white people mm. are are some people are feeling uneasy about it because a lot they portray a lot of the things that people of color had to live through that time. Yeah. You know, and 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 a lot of social injustice and mm. biases and prejudice. And I guess they were like I, I'm a, I haven't seen an episode, but they were saying that there were some scenes or some moments that got too real. That it, it, it was a little bit uncomfortable, but it was a reality that what they lived at that time. So I want to see it now.
1: Now, the question is, does the uh, original Wonder Years have that kind of weight?
0: The original? I wonder? feel like
1: I remember one episode. I feel like there was one episode where their brother went to war and he came back with like severe PTSD. Why am I thinking that? I feel like I'm like maybe that's coming in my head But I feel like I remember an episode of, of The original Wonder Years having something like that But Was the original, I'm just wondering was the original Wonder Years Have that kind of weight to it No It so? it, was,
0: it was more revolving around What was his name, Kevin And just him and Wendy and I forgot the, the best friend's name
1: Uh you mean uh, What was it? everyone says he's uh, um,
0: Marilyn Manson Yeah <laughs>
1: He goes to be Marilyn Manson, What he did It was
0: nothing, But it's so funny Oh yeah. uh, man But yeah So I'll, uh, That's another show guys I'm gonna put on my watch list This is Wonder Years A new one And there's a guy From Psych is in it Yeah That's
1: the only reason I caught my attention
0: And the only reason It caught my attention Because he's from Suits And I watch Suits But I never watch Psych <laughs> So it caught my attention From there Alright so next So the last two topics And just because This is recorded On October 2nd We need to have Some horror movie Topics
1: what you got for horror movies? Yeah, All right,
0: that's my ish. That's your ish. That's All right, ish. that's your ish. So one of the biggest production companies, on Blumhouse, Blumhouse, Jason Blumhouse, mm-hmm. uh, they are making and and I think I mentioned to you earlier they're making a trilogy reboot of The Exorcist and this is going to be following almost a like Candyman, uh, pretty much disregarding the first the the, the sequels. And going decades later, after the original, and following that story, where it goes through, and 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 we've and this is a topic that people here we've talked about it outside of the podcast, it, it, with our own friends or even with ourselves that there are certain movies that should never be remade, rebooted, or even legacied and I feel that Exorcist was one of them. Was on the on the spectrum of horror movies. Mm. I think Exorcist was one that I feel like it was so iconic. There shouldn't be a continuation. Even the sequels were like.
1: I, you could. But the thing is, is that that like I can literally type in Exorcist in in a search engine in a different for language, movies.
0: and they'll still come up with that movie.
1: No, but I'm saying in, in a search engine for movies, and I swear I'm gonna pull up a thousand of them. And the thing is, it has nothing to do with the original. So like. I think this, the topic has become so. Yes, the original movie was a classic, but that one particular movie had, you know, did a lot, did, did a lot of research there and it set the precedence for everything else. Yeah. But I don't think, it's almost like if you were gonna tell me you're gonna remake one of the original Joe uh, Romero like uh, zombie movies, why? Like, we already have an oversaturation of zombie movies. It is. Why are you gonna remake one of the classics and you're not gonna have the same? Because again, the whole premise of that one being so iconic is because it was the one that introduced it and yeah. went as far as it did in it. So I don't know. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't get excited to watch something. I like doing wrong. If they make a great exorcist movie, like a movie about exorcism in general, yeah, and it's goodly and scary, it's fine, but don't, you don't have to say that it's a reboot of the original. Like, I don't, know, I think that's when you start losing because you're not going to have anybody. You can't even say it's legacy. I don't think you have anybody from the original cast. You can't have anybody no. from the, like, nothing. Nothing from the original and movie. I think even if you get the
0: original movie. cast, I don't think they're going to want to redo that, touch base on that movie, because a lot of them were tormented because <laughs> of that movie. itself. So. And
1: also, think about it, like, I mean, I love the movie and everything, but I, this, that is such a simplistic storyline in itself. You think about it, that the, even the storyline itself is not necessarily something you would say is like, so original that you can remake from it because it's like a little girl gets possessed by the by by a demon, and her mom calls the priest, and the yes. priest exercises That has become such a, a a simple story that literally almost I can model that same kind of story from every every exorcist style movie that came out. Oh yeah, you know cool. the exorcism of Emily Rose, all these different like all same kind of similar premise.
0: Or oh, the exorcism of Gene Doe or something like that. Yeah,
1: well that was that was the the, the that was an autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, w. the autopsy. Yeah, but that wasn't. That was different. But yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. I guess no. But me. that's what I'm saying. Is like if I take a super simple story, and I, let's say this is the classic. this one when it started it all. I, it's weird to say you're gonna remake it because again, that was the. It's almost like saying you're gonna remake. You're gonna you're gonna retell a uh, um, knock knock joke. Like that's not a like you. That's like the most simplistic joke ever. That's been remade a thousand times because it's so simple in itself. Yeah. You're not going to really find it, it, you say you're going to remake it's not really mean anything to anybody. I think that's what I think. It is like I don't know. Out of all the movies I just feel like that's like they're just using that title to say they're remaking it cuz that's all they can really say about it.
0: Like That's it. Yeah. They they haven't they haven't released much of what's what's going to be worked on and what is uh, what is going to be about. Uh, they but, should
1: make a new. They should just pick a new. Char- How many characters in in, in literature or, or any kind of um, horror lore that they could they could just make them iconic today? And they don't like stop using the same characters again. What about a Wendigo? Remember Wendigo? Yeah. Wendigo was like uh, I've seen it in like Supernatural, different things like that. That's a character you rarely ever hear about. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I think that's the premise of uh, the that, that one movie we've been waiting. It. Yeah, we've been waiting for a long time. Which I hope it
0: comes out this month. I'm hoping
1: it needs to. It's freaking October.
0: <laughs> so another movie, and this is and this is from coming on Peacock, and they just announced that the Kevin Bacon will be uh, going into this movie. It's is untitled, so it's a Blumhouse LGBTQ plus horror movie. So the the director is uh, John Logan, and it's about. Um, he he's a screenwriter for he did Hugo, Gladiator, and Avi- uh, the Aviator. So, this movie is going to revolve around a concert, uh, conversion therapy camp horror movie.
1: That, that in itself, seems like a horror, horror situation,
0: yeah. So, that seems
1: <laughs> so wow. That sounds like it's going to offend everybody.
0: I, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: Like literally
0: And this is going to change streaming and, and there were people So the the movie's untitled So But the thing is there, there are other people in the LGBT community mm. Were saying that this movie should go to theater also To give it proper re- representation of that community in the film Being that it's I feel it's going to be hyper-focused onto And real-life horror
1: Why does it feel like this is becoming a genre of horror movie Like the movie Karen Yeah like you're taking like horrible situations of people in real life and then making them into horror movies. Like, I mean, I, I feel like that's what most horror movies do. But this is like way too real.
0: Yeah, it be it becomes hyper hyper realistic.
1: It's like I don't know. Like those are, I'm seeing hyper a lot today. I like the next one, I feel is gonna be what is the next one gonna be? You know, I don't. <laughs> you know, my medical bills. I don't know. <laughs> medical bills.
0: <laughs> like, but yeah. So Kevin Bacon coming back to horror movies is it's always a plus for me. I love it. I mean, he became I, iconic
1: I like in. Um, a stir of echoes. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, he also did uh, the invisible, like Invisible we, Man.
0: The Invisible Man. I think he he started so He also
1: did another one recently, but I didn't watch it. Um, remember, it's the one that they were like the room is bigger than the outside, something like that. I forgot what it's called. He was in Tremors. Oh, demo. Yeah, that's right. Tremors. A Friday the Thirteenth. He was in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, man, horror movies have really introduced actors, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Because uh Johnny Depp was in as uh was on Elm Street.
0: Yeah. He, I think he was one of the kids in the camp. I believe that. So yeah, so he, he's going back to his camp roots, <laughs> our camp roots. <laughs> but yeah, so so those are the two topics I really wanted to touch on for being horror movies. But look Blumhouse. up yeah, Blumhouse. He has he has a couple other movies coming out that I'm trying to get more information on. Okay. Which will be released in the next few episodes Because it's October I yeah.
1: know I, I, I'm actually hoping Because um, I know they released The poster for it, the next Peele movie um, Jordan Peele Not nope. Jordan. What is it?
0: Yeah, 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 Jordan Peele
1: What is it called again? Come or something like um, Uh Nope Is it Nope? I think it's Nope Um because I mean, he he started something that yes, I want nope. social like social horror movies like
0: social commentary horror movies. That,
1: his stuff is awesome. I just wanted to see what the the next. I would like. I wish they would have released it this month, but
0: yeah, I just like the fact that it's called just one word. Nope.
1: No, but most, most movies are just like that. It's like you don't need more than that.
0: <laughs> you don't. When we see, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I see a horror movies with my wife, and you see like something like moving in the background, I'm like nope, nope. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I say just like that pretty
1: movies man when i see something in real life like i was used to joking around that i i used to wake up and see some see, like something at the end of my bed and i was like so instead of like oh my god i can't believe it hiding in my covers i'm just like i just look i just go back to sleep I'm like nope <laughs> not today <laughs> no no señor i'm not acknowledging this shit today
0: nope <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> all right guys Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at from my mom's garage or email us at FMG podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns. As always, you can also email us for any suggestions for topics you want us to discuss. And like always tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week.